To the conspiracy curious, the highly sceptical, the generally bewildered and other refugees from the post-truth era, welcome to episode 8 of the Informed Paranoia podcast. Offering thoroughly examined conspiracy content, free of hatred, ridicule or blind faith. For anyone who's ever wanted to know what's down there, we brave the rabbit hole so you don't have to. I'm Locke, a highly sceptical psychological scientist, and we start each episode by admitting to an irrational belief. And mine's a bit highfalutin today, Matt. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about astrophysics and the fact that I believe... Well, I don't, ha- I don't believe I have a sense and I, I hope that dark matter and yep. the multiverse are both bullshit. Okay. Just, just completely wrong speculations to... Like a filling the gaps in our knowledge. Oh, quantum mechanics doesn't quite work, so let's just have a multiverse. General relativity doesn't quite quite work, so let's just have dark matter everywhere. I know they're probably you know sophisticated and going to turn out to be correct, but part of me is just like, nah. We've got about nah. fifty-seven minutes left in the episode. Um, can you explain what dark matter, quantum physics, <laughs> and the multiverse are for laymen such as myself? Nah, Wikipedia. Yes, yeah, okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. So you, yeah. there's a dark matter in the multiverse. You hope are, are not real. So they're, they're two separate things. So yeah. people, uh, so a lot of scientists now think that we live in every conceivable, um, or not conceivable, every physically possible outcome is materialized and the universe is constantly splitting into different versions of itself. Right. So all. It's like the MCU. The prob- What's the MCU? The Marvel Cinematic Universe. Oh, yeah. That Doctor Strange has seen all of these possibilities and there's only one in which you defeat Thanos and you have to um, control all the variables to make sure you get that one, that one outcome. And all the others are happening. Exactly. So that's that's science fiction. I I can't believe. (laughs) Sorry. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I can only apologize, listeners, to Log's lack (laughs) of his ignorance of the MCU. Yeah. And dark matter is the belief that they're like 95, well, dark matter and dark energy, mm-hmm. that 95, 97% of the stuff in the universe, we currently don't know what it is. Right. Dark energy, we understand, is the acceleration, the accelerating expansion of the universe, and dark matter is this gravitational thing that seems to be like a halo around um, every galaxy, mm-hmm. but we don't know what it is. So there's all these theories, but... No one in 20 or 30 years has come up with a, a good explanation. And my feeling, I, I did a bit of astrophysics in the early 2000s, and even then I'm like, nah, you guys are just wrong. It's Fair just, enough. Yep. Yeah, 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 your equation's just wrong. Okay. Fix the equations. With that kind of um, unfounded anti intellectualism, have you ever thought about yeah. running for government? <laughs> You'd be ideal at the moment. <laughs> Make yeah, the universe light again, look. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right. That's uh, fine. I am Matt, a highly confused Melbourneian this week. Mm. Um, and my rational belief today is that the lead rocket engineer on the Apollo mm. 11 program to land on the moon could have been tried at Nuremberg as a war criminal. But wasn't. Ah, but wasn't because. Because of, obviously, his knowledge and qualifications. 
desperately right. needed by the military industrial complex. In this case, disguised as NASA, which is which NASA. is actually actually an organization that I, I quite like. It's but never forget they're part of the military. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's Space Force. Yeah. Yeah. Are they actually part of the military? Really? I believe so, technically. I thought I thought they were a civilian outfit. Okay. <laughs> we'll put it in the footnotes. I'm happy to okay. be wrong. I'd love to be wrong, actually, because I'm quite fond of NASA. And less so, fond of using force to resolve political disputes. Very good. Unless it's in Marvel. <laughs> Look, in the MCU, good and evil exist. Totally different. Punch okay, someone in the face when they're wrong. It's perfectly justified <laughs> in a world where good and evil exists. <laughs> yeah. um, All right, but hang on. You're going to have to fill in my ignorance. Yes. Were people at Nuremberg trials, were they executed? Some of them so were. That- yeah, yeah. Okay. Others, so there's a danger um, that that person would suicided. just be I'm not saying he would have been found guilty, but the lead right. um, rocket engineer, his name was um, Werner von Braun. I'm probably mispronouncing. Werner von Braun. Yeah. yeah. Um, and he was instrumental in the development of the V2, which mm-hmm. was used um, late in the war to bomb Canterbury. I want to say Canterbury. Um, mm. Yeah, but it was used on civilians in the UK. That's not the reason I think... Um, he should have been tried as a war criminal because if killing civilians with aerial bombing qualifies you as a war criminal, the courts <laughs> would be overflowing. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's because he used forced labour in the camps where they built his weapons. And right, he okay. obviously knew about it, which I reckon should have qualified him. Okay. Well, you would yeah. know, Matthew, you're the history buff. I'll I went for a that. big one today. You keep saying I don't have any irrational beliefs, so I decided to bring up... Nazi infiltration of the U.S. military industrial complex. But is this like an intellectual, like semi quasi fact? Is this back no, up a little real? Yeah, yeah, a little real. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. yeah. So again, um, it's not irrational. Like this isn't something that you just you're not going against the grain here. Well, I couldn't, I couldn't point to the part of the Geneva Convention that says he qualifies for being tried at Nuremberg. It's yeah. more, I think it should have happened. That's a bit irrational. Okay. Yeah, you know, okay. My standards yep, for getting... irrationality are pretty high. Come on. You're getting there, Matt. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've got some good ones. When we start talking about the alcohol, then I've got some real the real big guns will come out. Yeah. Look, I should have also said at the start of the episode what today's uh, topic is. So today mm-hmm. we are talking about is QAnon far right? So we're discussing is it on the right-hand uh, side of the political spectrum? Mm-hmm. And if it is, how far? So, Matt, you're going to be taking us down. It's not really down the rabbit hole today, I'd say. It's more across. We're going across this political spectrum. <laughs> yep. Um, yeah, so um, this is part two of our mm. explanation of QAnon and whether it can happen here or happen here more, I should say. Mm. Um, mm. And we're looking at it by um, uh, critiquing the mainstream media definition, which is generally something like, and I quote, um, it is a disproven online alt-right conspiracy theory that claims Donald Trump is engaged with a secret war in a secret war against a satanic elite of child-eating pedophiles. Uh, last week we said it wasn't really conspiracy theory, and this week mm. is, is it really alt-right? Um, mm. Spoiler alert, the answer is basically, I don't know. <laughs> because <laughs> I... Stick around, people. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's going to be great. Um, but for the main reason that I didn't feel confident, um, coming up with a working definition of alt-right, I feel like to do that really well is a week long research project 
culminating in a podcast episode all in and of itself. Mm-hmm. Um, so instead, I tried to look at um, my personal definition of the alt-right, yep. which I think a lot of us have when we hear that term in the media, um, and particularly authoritarianism, totalitarianism, and racism, mm-hmm. and how far those are present in QAnon. Okay. I think in my mind, the first two are kind of conflated, authoritarianism and totalitarianism. There so... is a difference, young Padawan. Yeah, okay. Interested to, to find out. So yeah. take us. Sure. Um, so uh, author, authoritarianism, um, as I because I thought they were basically the same thing as well until I started looking into mm. it this week. Um, mm. So in my um, minimal amount of doing my own research, which is something <laughs> people in the conspiracy world love to do, um, authoritarian means... Uh, authoritarianism means um, total political control of the state is put in the hands of a single figure. Mm-hmm. Right? Yep. Then totalitarianism is an expression of that. So authoritarianism is a necessary condition for totalitarianism. Mm-hmm. But totalitarianism means that the control of the state is so total, it extends beyond the merely political and applies to all aspects of life. Okay, right. So North with Korea. Me? Yeah. 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 Um, so my uh, point of view is that um, both of these are clearly evident in QAnon and from the very start. Mm. So today we won't be talking about what what I speculate that um, QAnon believers believe or what's in a Q-promoting documentary, we're going back to the original text of mm-hmm. QAnon. We're yes. going to the drops. Oh, ho, ho, those sweet, sweet Q-drops. Do you know what a drop is, love? Not in... Um, what's that music called? Fuck. Ah, oh, in, I'm in, so in, old. That's easy. Techno. No, the other one, the good one. Dubstep. Dubstep, okay. Not in dubstep, but in in QAnon. What does drop mean? So anecdotally, I haven't seen any uh, quote-unquote drops, Mm -hmm. that they were periodic releases from Q with some cryptic sort of instructions that needed to be decoded, but were all basically insinuating that an event it was all about the interpretation of a future event, and most of them didn't materialise, but didn't it didn't dissuade people. Yeah, 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 yeah. Some of that is is spot on. So, um, yeah. Uh, Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> some is a hundred percent correct. Um, yeah. So, uh, QAnon, which which might be a person, or could be a group, or it could be different people at different times. Oh, sorry, not QAnon. Q. Mm. Um, is someone claiming to be a White House insider with high security clearance who initially um, posted messages on 4chan, uh, the Mm. site we discussed in episodes one and two in reference to Pizzagate. Um, These posts are known as drops. They begin in 2017 with the the claim that Hillary Clinton faced imminent arrest and ended in 2020 with a link to a pro-Trump video clip set to Twisted Sisters, We're Not Gonna Take It. Ooh, wow. That's that, that's quite an ending. That's, that's, yeah. that's a nice way to sign off. That's a that's a funny one. But, I mean... That's, and that, doesn't that just speak to the trolling aspect? Surely, like, so that's got to flick some switches that people... 
think, hang on, have we been had here? Is how, this is a that troll? Tro- how is that trolling, Look, I mean, of... <laughs> a pro-Trump <laughs> video clip set to Twisted Sisters, We're Not Gonna Take It, is an important cultural artifact showing us how to best live our lives. I don't see what's funny about that, Lachlan. Have you seen the video clip? For, yes, I have for, seen We're the not going to take yeah. it. But it's it's trolling for us, is what I'm saying. We can't yeah. we can't watch that unironically. But a Cuba yeah. lever, it's great. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, the the thing I would demur about mm. in your definition of the the drops is that they're not all predictions. Okay. Um, some of them are more interpretations of what's happening in the news. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're pretty disparate. There's there's quotes from scripture, there's movie references, um, there's the occasional misspelling, followed mm. by an excuse like, sorry for the misspelling, I'm on the run for security. <laughs> I'm serious. I'm serious. Um, not a lot of misspellings, to be fair, but they're um, And a lot of rhetorical questions. Okay. So... Right. Um, we're going to look at two Q drops in this episode. Um, you can find more if you want. We won't link to them. Um, but if you just want to imagine what they're like, mm. there are a lot of. Imagine a gravelly voiced spy asking you rhetorical <laughs> questions with a paranoid conservative bent, and that's basically yeah. a Q drop. So you got to do that sort of film noir thing where they're looking through the Venetian blinds, cigarette smoke. It makes yeah. it cooler because yeah. I think um, one thing that shouldn't be overlooked is that um, even though, as you say, a lot of the predictions in Q drops never came to pass, they they are cool even for someone like me, yeah. where where they're not obviously not probably going to appeal. They actually mm. do kind of appeal because they're cool. They yeah, have okay. that flavour of an yeah. insider, you know. And this is going back to last week. The the contents right, or the the qualities. The are qualities right. are right for me. The qualities are right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah because uh, as I as I said, like when I was looking at the pedestrian emails, I love reading stuff I'm mm. not supposed to about powerful <laughs> yeah. people. Oh so, yeah. So if the Q, if the content of Q drops were different, yeah, the quality would absolutely appeal. Okay. Even um, the rhetorical questioning, even no, not so much. That, no, that's the content. No, no, yeah, okay. not the yeah. rhetorical. Not a page of rhetorical questions. Um, I did <laughs> Thanks, used to be Tucker an English Carlson. teacher. Don't forget. So that's <laughs> yeah. just that's a page too many rhetorical questions, really. Um, so, so Q is basically Tucker Carlson in written form. Have you watched Tucker Carlson? Yeah, I've watched Tucker Carlson. Um, in in the rhetorical, he's not, he's not snarky. I would say, right. in the way that Tuck, it's more quite earnest. Yeah. Okay. So he, it feels like this person um, wants the interaction of the reader. QAnon mm. is highly interactive. Um, even rewards uh, when people post what Q considers a correct interpretation, mm. um, and earnestly wants you to find the truth. And so there's, would Q respond, like, were you just saying that Q would respond to people solving oh, and absolutely. saying you're on the right track? Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah absolutely. With, yeah. with words very similar to that. I can't, yeah. I can't quote verbatim, but would, would yeah. clearly say, anons are closer to the truth or something, which, which adds this cool um, gaming aspect, Yeah, I yeah. feel, that you're, you're involved in a kind of online puzzle 
Mm. And the creator of the puzzle will directly reward you, which has got to make you feel good, as as it's I like, know, being a gamer myself. Yeah, it's like political Pokemon Go. Yeah, it's more like political Pokemon Go than Tucker Carlson. <laughs> good. I I'm glad I got one of them right. Some of what you said, Lachlan, is 100% right. Has been 100% right. Yeah, I agree. Um, okay. So my point is, um, uh, in reference to the far-right label, Hmm. Um, authoritarianism and totalitarianism are present in Q-drops from the very beginning. How? So let's let's look at a drop. Can okay. you read the Q-drop in a gravelly-voiced fashion, or do you need me to do it? I'll do it. Okay. Oh. So it's October 28, 2017, anonymous ID, um, blah, hang blah, on. blah. Gravelly-voiced yeah. fashion. Love. No, I'm just. I'm no. That wasn't. I wasn't oh, being you're just cute practicing. there. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah that's no, that the was, first that, one. That was me. I haven't yeah, got any okay. character yet. Okay. HRC extradition <laughs> already in motion. Effective yesterday with several countries in case of cross-border run. Passport approved to be flagged effective ten slash thirty at twelve oh one a.m. Expect massive riots organized in defiance and others fleeing the U.S. to occur. USMs will conduct the operation with NG activated. Proof check. Locate an NG member and ask if activated for duty 10 slash 30 across most major cities. Yeah. yeah. So the um, M's, I, I don't know, that's Marshalls, maybe? The NG is mm. definitely National Militaries? Guard. Uh, National okay, Guard. National Guard. Yeah. Yep. Um, so what I think is telling is that... Um, I mean, we've got the Hillary Clinton should be arrested thing, which, which as we've discussed earlier... Lock her up, lock her was, up. People yeah. were, were slavering for. Yeah, it was obvious mm. at the time. Um, but yeah. what I think is telling for our discussion today is that the arrest will be prosecuted by the military mm-hmm. rather yeah, gotcha. than the legal system from the very beginning. Yes, um, okay, yep. So that's the authoritarian part. Okay, um, these people uh, want to trust the military to arrest someone rather than our usual legal system with all its checks and balances. So in tying this, I know we're getting ahead, but to tie that mm-hmm. to January 6th, it's already insurrectionist. Yes. It's already the government is being side sidestepped. They can't be trusted. We've got the military to to take them out. Yes, absolutely. So, the, so this is after Trump's election. This is 2017. Mm-hmm. After his first election. After his first election. (laughs) (laughs) So Hillary's extradition from where or to where? What's extradition? Where was she? Oh, that's a good point. Yeah, because at the the point, yeah, at this point she's supposed to be in the US. That's why they've taken her passport so she can't flee overseas. Right. Yeah, that's not quite right, is it? No, unless they're taking her to Guantanamo. Arrest. No, they did want to take her to Guantanamo. Maybe it's that. Right, okay. Yeah. So we're four years past this date. Yeah. Hillary Rodham Clinton is still doing interviews. Well, so she's not arrested. How How does he get out of this? How, well, he, how does Q explain this away? You've made this. It's all happening. This is all well, happening now. First of all, um, you've, you've assumed that Hillary Clinton is giving interviews. Oh, so it, sorry. The, the lizard person is, right. In the, in the Q world... Um, that could not be Hillary Clinton. There's all this talk about cloning or um, advanced face masks, things right. like that, mm. um, which are, look, ludicrous, yeah. 
but potentially within the bounds of technology humankind possesses. I'm not yeah. saying they're being used on world leaders, but they're, they're yeah. it's not fantasy. No. I think it's important to note. But it's an alternate um, reality. Yeah. It is, as far as we know, <laughs> yeah, an alternate yeah. reality. Um, so, it's not well, yeah, except yeah. it's not consensus reality. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Um, yeah. The other one is that when you see interviews with some of these figures, like a big one was um, Oprah did an interview earlier this year. Mm. And there was online talk that she was wearing an anklet, ankle bracelet during the interview. Mm. And you could see the swelling under her clothing, under her pants leg. Yeah. Because she's already been arrested. Ah, okay. So all these people have been she's arrested. On... It's just not in the mainstream news, maybe for fear of a panic or something like that. So she's on day release or something for to do an Oprah in, interview. Fair enough. Yeah. 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 So it, it's like, um, like we've said before, you can... You can debunk anything except a different reality. Yes. If, if all your premises are different, then it's impossible for someone like you or me to point out Hillary Clinton is not arrested. Yeah. If the other person thinks she is. Yeah. So yeah, you, yeah, you, you can debunk facts if they're in the same reality, but not alternative facts. Yeah. 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 Also, um, Q, I think um, personally, QAnon has a lot in common with someone like Nostradamus because. There's not so much in this one, but in others, there are code words used instead of real names. Mm -hmm. um, quite very general references to, to times and events that someone hearing the prediction, or I think it's kind of like a prophecy, um, mm. they could interpret to have come true after the fact. See, I... Do you know what I, I mean? Know, I... I know what you mean, but I see it very but, differently. I th but I think that, at, yeah. in, at, in the early stages like this, it's not a prophecy that it doesn't come true and you've lost all authority. It's a prediction. This is unfolding and I, I don't know how it's going to end up. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, even I, even yeah. in it's the drop, it says it's already in motion. Yeah, okay. And then, oh, it doesn't happen. The cabal's at it again. Look how powerful ah, the deep state is. Thwarted. So yeah. you're into the narrative. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, gaming. Yeah. This is that, that that's classic gaming. You're so close, but now you have to start again. Yeah, start at a new level. Like you've made it to the end of the level. You beat the boss, but now there's a bigger boss. <laughs> yeah. So you've really you've really latched onto this gaming metaphor. Yeah. <laughs> it's gonna, it's yeah. gonna be coming back. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I guess what I'm saying is, yeah, the the obvious um, uh, lack of fruition to many of the claims. Um, it, it doesn't, that means it won't convince someone like me. Um, mm. also uh, QAnon believers, they're, they're not idiots. So a lot of them, yeah, have dropped out when these things repeatedly didn't come true. Mm. Um, but there are ways you can continue to believe. Yeah. Okay. There are, there are logical loopholes that yeah. will allow you to, um, deal with your cognitive dissonance yeah. and, and keep believing. Sure. Um, another thing I want to talk about is um, the totalitarian aspect. You invite this into every element of your life. Mm. And I think it's interesting, QAnon believers seem to do that voluntarily. Yeah. So that your belief in Q starts to dominate things like your relationships, um, your taste in movies, games, and music, because as we discussed last week, 
um, according to the QAnon community. All those um, cultural mediums have been influenced by the cabal in a mm. nefarious way. Um, yeah, so worth noting that. Okay. So totalitarian in the sort of Scientology way that you, you, you're you all in or you're not in at all. You can't be half in. Yeah, I don't think you can be half a Q believer if you really take it all the way because you've entered, like we we keep saying, you've entered a different world. Yeah. Um, and it's impossible to leave that alone, especially at Christmas mm. lunch. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Okay. Hmm. Um, so that's my that's my feeble um, attempt to link QAnon to sort of bits of a definition of the alt right. Um, the other thing that that comes to mind for me in in my personal definition of the alt right, and I think is is probably for many, is the hmm. idea of racism or white supremacy. Even um, if it's not explicit, yeah, it can be implicit racism. Yes, I mean, obviously, there are explicitly racist and white supremacist movements on the on the far or alt right, hmm. like the KKK or the base or atom. But then they're all out there. But, yeah. But yeah, there's also an um, when you hear the the term alt right applied to something like QAnon, I think you might immediately assume these people are self identified racists. Yes. In the yeah. same way those groups are, and. I definitely don't think they're self-identified as racist. Um, and I this is more controversial, but I also think um, the racism in QAnon is, is more subtextual rather mm. than explicit. But that could be so, argued. So for me, the iconic group on the alt-right are the Proud Boys, mm. and they're not an explicitly racist group, but mm. I think they're accused... Mm. No, I well, thought, they I call them, themselves... their, their member their membership is diverse. They, yeah, that's what they say. Um, yeah, I know. I know that their they, um, leader was a Hispanic, um, mm. has, has Hispanic background um, in addition to working for the FBI. Um, really? <laughs> yeah, he was an he was an informer. That's why he was yeah, okay. the, the January sixth right. Um, yeah. The thing is, though, with a, a group like the Proud Boys, they do call themselves Western chauvinists. Yes. Okay. Right. So yeah. I think cultural racism. Yeah. So they really use um, Western culture as a dog whistle for the white race. Yeah. I think they are racist. They just don't come out and say it. Exactly. So they're not yeah. self-identifying those. My. No. 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 I guess they're not. Yeah. But but they are kind of to are. other Western chauvinists. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it depends who you are um, and who depends they're who identifying to. to. Yeah. 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 Very much so. Okay. Um, yeah, but then and then again, there's other movements that are often called um, far right, like the Boogaloo Boys. Mm -hmm. You've maybe heard of those. Um, yeah. So I'm not going to say they're not racist, but their history is is includes things like um, them providing sec elements of their organisation providing security at Black Lives Matter rallies, right? Stuff like okay. that. They did that early on. Yeah. So um, it's complex. I think. Yeah. Until yeah. you get to like. Proud Boys and further right, and then yeah. I don't feel it's complex at all. Well, the political landscape is hilly. It's not flat. It's not uh, yeah. an even landscape at all. Yeah. yeah. There's valleys, saddles, hills. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. I'm going to so, stop um, there with a the metaphor. That, that wasn't going anywhere. Love him, love him. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 lost, I lost a lot of steam. Don't fall <laughs> off the side of a metaphor yeah. and, and have to be collected and taken to metaphor yeah. hospital. Um, yeah. yeah, so, um, yeah, uh, I think my final point is is that um, the label of far-right for QAnon is, is a complex issue, mm. um, but I think it's important to start with, um, yeah, QAnon is kind of racist. Yep. <laughs> so um, the substack, the racial, the racist subtext of QAnon is undeniable. Mm-hmm. Uh, QAnon promotional material often stresses the idea that welcome, anyone is welcome to their movement because we, the people, are naturally good and cooperative. But they also claim that issues related to gender and racial inequality are created by a sinister elite, whom they refer to as the Cabal. For example, in the short promotional film for QAnon, The Plan to Save the World, the narrator describes how the cabal engineer social division to divert anger from themselves. In the words of the documentary, quote, they use their control of the media to set black against white, excuse me, woman against man, young against old, Muslim against Christian. They convinced us we were the problem, so we would fight and destroy ourselves, end quote. This video uses footage of Black Lives Matter protesters and the Women's March on Washington in connection to this point. But Q promoting Dutch documentary The Fall of the Cabal uses images of the Me Too movement in a similar context. Obviously, this delegitimizes the genuine points made by a movement such as Me Too or Black Lives Matter, especially when reference is made to the media. The point being made by this element of QAnon propaganda is that women and people of colour do not experience disproportionate harm, inequality, and discrimination. But we, and obviously when they say we, they must mean people who don't experience the harms of race and discrimination for themselves, we are only made to believe they do. So rather than being the critical thinkers that they claim to be, QAnon believers are in effect apologists for the status quo, Because their argument is that the system we live in would be perfect if this sinister elite at the top were magically taken out of the equation. Yeah, that's that's classic projection, I reckon. Mm -hmm. That's all of society's ills Mm -hmm. are cast onto an objective other. So it's it's a bit like biblical scapegoating Mm -hmm. that drives evil spirits into animals prior to sacrifice. So let's cast everything on onto the cabal and then excise mm-hmm. them and yeah. we're done and we're cool yeah we're all cool everyone's yeah. cool it, it also yeah. reminds me of of classic um liberal posturing like i consider myself non-racist therefore yeah. i cannot be part of a, a racist system yeah okay and and that person will then go on to sort of deny racism in the in the world around them yeah it kind of reminds me of that it's an apology hmm. for the system it's a, it's an apology and a denial at the same time. Yeah, 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 yeah. exactly. Yeah. Uh, racism is also clearly evident in the choice of figures that QAnon calls out for members membership in the cabal. So, first, Boomer president qualifies for membership. Uh, this is Bill Clinton mm. qualifies for membership through wealth, power, and reasonable allegations of corruption and sexual assault whereas Democratic staffer Huma Aberdeen seems to qualify just by existing and maybe marrying badly. 
I don't know who Huma Aberdeen is. She was um, the vice chair of the campaign in 2016, and mm. um, uh, Clinton, Hillary Clinton's, uh, what's called a body, what's it called? Body woman. Mm. So the person that follows you everyone deals with everything. Oh, okay. Kind yep. of deal. Um, yep. The reason I say marrying badly is because she's also Mrs. Wiener. Oh, right. Of the Wiener laptop. Right. See episode yeah. one. Yeah. Poor lady. Um, yeah. Despite all that, um, I looked at the list of Clinton staffers or people connected to the campaign. We know John Podesta and we know her. Okay. All these other instrumental figures, I think QAnon ignores. Now, maybe that's just because they don't come up in the media. Mm. And, and QAnon, despite all this research they're supposed to be doing, I I think they're largely motivated by names they see in the media. But mm. also, I would argue, they, they pick on her because she's got a Muslim-sounding name. Yeah. Okay. And she's a woman. Yeah. And they only um, need one or two. Like, minimal... I don't want to muddy the waters with too many complex characters. Like, just a few villains. Like, let's make it like a Marvel universe. Mm-hmm. We just need a few villains. Yeah, <laughs> you're really not need a few with the Marvel universe. No, <laughs> limit themselves to a small <laughs> cast of characters. Um, yeah, but but absolutely, I take your point that, um, like we said last week, um, QAnon is is in many ways more similar to a narrative than a theory. Mm. And yeah, it's it's ideal to have a select group of hated figures yep. feature as the villains, um, and a select group of revered figures appear as the heroes rather than the complex system of billions, which is the world we live in. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But um, much of this, I would say, is the racist subtext of QAnon. So it's different Mm. from other far-right groups, such as neo-Nazis, where racism is the text itself. Right. So I I think we're, we're talking about left versus right, here, mm. we well. We hang on. We're talking about how right or alt right is QAnon. Yeah, I think it. I think it had helped to take the two dimensional approach to the political spectrum and think it's not just left right. It's also up down. So mm-hmm. authoritarianism versus libertarianism. So authoritarian mm-hmm. is the the up pole. Libertarianism mm-hmm. is the down pole. So it it really feels to me like. Uh, it's just pure authoritarianism, and I think it doesn't matter then whether it's left or right, really, as long as that authoritarian pole is there in queue. So it's it's like National Socialism, Nazi started sort of top left, it's socialism, and then drifted to the right. Fascism was originally conceived of as top right. It was conservative movement, it was aligned with the church. Mm-hmm. Um, uh so there was an authoritarian conservatism, but QAnon to me is it. It isn't only just right; it's also spanning some left-leaning principles of sort of flat hierarchy and anti-government sentiment. So, that's yeah, my... well, also an um, anti-government sentiment is arguably a feature of um, conservative thinking, exactly because you, you stress like self-reliance and lack of government interference in the economy and things like that. Mm. But that's not also. Also, I think it's um. It's complex because um, 
groups like QAnon are also hugely anti-gun control, mm. pro-free speech. Yeah. Um, they often refer to um, anti-government events like the Ruby Ridge massacre, uh, the Ruby Ridge standoff, or the massacre of the Branch Davidians at Waco. Mm. which is sort of founding events in, in anti-government sentiment in the US. Um, but you're right, because they're also totally comfortable with things like... Um, the military. Yeah, the military will extrajudicially arrest and execute people. Um, Donald Trump is going to announce that the media is shut down and then address mm. us all through a single jingle channel for a week. Yeah, yeah they're, they're happy to give up a lot of freedoms as well. So it's yeah. it's a weird mix. So it's like the the highest level belief. So yeah, they might be about you know pro or they might be anti gun control and libertarian grounds. Mm -hmm. But they'd happen if Trump said, "But I'm taking your guns away." They'd go, "Yeah, okay, you've got you've got the right to do that because you're the leader." So that would be yeah, yeah. Trump is, is so revered by QAnon yeah. that he's he's above the government. I mean, even yeah. even your average Trump supporter will sometimes say, oh, I, do, "I like him because he wasn't a politician." Mm. Um, so he's, he's this outsider figure that they've put all their trust in and, and I guess wouldn't feel that that fits the mold of worshipping a dictator, which yeah. for an outsider it clearly looks like. Because mm. they're waiting for him to close down the internet while he <laughs> executes all his enemies. <laughs> um, yeah. Sounds like a recipe for democracy for me, to me. That's great. Yeah. 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 Um. Obviously, um, as with many conspiracy theories, um, anti-Semitism is also an element in Q and QAnon, um, mm. but not to the delirious extent that it is in white supremacy. Uh, QAnon promoting documentaries often specifically cite the advent of world banking as an instrumental evil orchestrated by the cabal. And they use images of shadowy figures controlling the global economy from behind the scenes that are hard to distinguish from actual Nazi propaganda. Also, the QAnon adrenochrome theory, um, which we will cover in detail in a future episode, probably related to the occult. Mm. Uh, but it essentially states that cabal members consume the blood of abused children as part of their rituals. This is uncannily reminiscent of the medieval conspiracy theory, persistent well into the century of the blood libel. Mm. in which Jews were accused of murdering Christian children and using their blood for matzos, the bread eaten at Passover. Mm. Uh, while I think it would be unfair to accuse every QAnon believer of being an anti-Semite, the big tent nature of QAnon as a conspiracy theory makes it an easy, obvious entry point to even more extreme belief, of which white supremacy and neo-Nazism are obviously a part. Uh, surely... Surely opening your mind to one extreme belief that is socially unacceptable makes it easier to open your mind to the next. Mm. Uh, writer Talia Lavin, whose book Culture Warlords makes a similar, similar collection between online misogyny and racism based on her experiences interacting with white supremacists online. So she explains the steps uh, from joining an online community for so-called pickup artists, mm. then to men's <laughs> rights, then to incels, Mm. Then to white supremacy. Uh, her quote is, uh, in the context of this world, the manosphere, the red pill meant learning the truth about society. 
that feminism was a devious scheme to render men's lives difficult and women's lives a manicured path of hapless males, easily parted from their money. The distance from the anti-feminist red pill to the racist red pill was not so far. Each, in its own way, represented conspiratorial worldviews in which the rights of women or minorities was a zero-sum game, promoted by sinister actors to describe men and whites of their due. Mm. End quote. Mm. While I don't think Levin is trying to see each step as inevitable, uh, I, for example, in my impressionable 20s, did read up on pickup techniques. This may be new to you, love. Hmm. Um, and then saw a little men's rights online and quickly turned around, didn't follow all the steps. Um, but I really appreciate her take that radicalization to something as extreme as white supremacy happens in increments. Hmm. And this is something which is supported by the way Cuba believers often describe their own introduction to the belief. Yeah. Uh, they say, first I heard about X, so I started reading up on Y, and it finally led me to Z. Mm. Z? This road... You have imported American culture. There you go. Very Z? Good. Z. What's it? Oh, sh... Jeepers, Matthew. Z. You, yeah, you've I spent think... a lot of time online lately. It's okay. Uh, you need talk to... about the damage done by... <laughs> not having a varied media diet. Yeah. Z. Zed. <laughs> People who promote white supremacy also seem to understand these connections. Um, one site promoting anti-Semitic materials online even calls the belief that Jews secretly control the world the final red pill. Mm. So this all rings incredibly true for me because society has done a really good job of suppressing but not addressing the root causes of racism like think mm-hmm. of the continued maltreatment of australia's first nations people so it's still there but just running underground so it can't they can't openly recruit people so it has to be mm. learned they've, they've learned to use sort of bait and switch tactics so from so to authoritarianism and totalitarian i also think i'd add nationalism to QAnon, sort of the white nationalist part that's one of the steps along the way is you have to be you have to identify with your country to such a, a huge extent that it becomes that sort of racist element as well in yeah. there, like the, the the culture, the Western culture. Yeah, you have but to move from patriotism to nationalism. Yeah, exactly. Which is mm. that, that's almost synonymous with white supremacy now in the form of white nationalism. So it's a very mm-hmm. short short step from one to the other. So I'm not sure where that leaves black members of QAnon. Are they are they like unwitting allies then? I mean, yeah, I. Um, originally wrote in my script for today that um, QAnon believers encompassed various genders and ethnicities mm. and then felt that that wasn't true. Yeah, okay. So obviously um, there are a lot of women who are QAnon believers mm. and, and whatever that says about the movement, it's you got to take note of it. Mm. Um, people of colour, trans people, LGBTIQ plus people, I don't see so much. No. So yeah, okay. um, when and when you look at the footage of January sixth, it's pretty pretty pale crowd. There. Yeah, exactly. And um, that that that's all what makes me think that there there's that concept of the Overton window. It is a window. Mm-hmm. It's not just a narrow point that focuses yeah. on one thing. It does the, have the Overton to... window for anyone wondering is the um, concept. Uh, the window frames what it is acceptable to talk about in normal discourse. Mm. So all progressive or reactionary social movements will aim to shift the Overton window to encompass more. 
um, more and ex- less or less. More and yeah. less. Yeah. 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 So views that were thought of as extreme before now become okay to talk about. Yeah. So I think yeah. the Q is a radical shift to the Overton window mm-hmm. in America. Mm. So whether that's to the right or whether that's just, like you say, it's the big tent to say, well, we take in everything, everything that can be said. Yeah. And like that's a, a pretty formative step. So it's like that proto-fascist idea around Trump that he's he's there paving the ground, but he's not an actual fascist. Mm-hmm. You could maybe argue that he, he became by the end of his term, but he, he wasn't there. An aspiring there to na- fascist. And aspiring, but he he wasn't there to really narrow down and to clamp down. He was there to broaden the Overton window to say anything goes. Oh, absolutely. In societal discourse. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like saying um, that the um, that riot where the what was it, Virginia, where Charlottesville, the, yeah. Charlottesville. Thank you. Um, on both sides. Where that woman was killed by a white supremacist in a car. That there were good people on both sides. Yeah. Big shift, big tent. right? There. Big, yeah. big tent. Yeah. Yeah. So all these connections to racism, totalitarianism, and authoritarianism aside, mm. uh, I think the problem with using the same label of, of alt-right, which is what we use for the KKK, for QAnon, is that issues around race are not central to QAnon's narrative, which is mm. more focused on corruption, manipulation by the media, and spirituality. Mm. Discussing QAnon and believers in online conspiracy theories and their potential to connection and their potential connection to anti-lockdown protests in Melbourne, uh, I found is a really good quote from um, Melbourne writer Van Badham, who appeared mm. on ABC's panel show The Drum this week. And it just really, after a lot of talk in the mainstream media about conspiracy theories that I thought was pretty wide of the mark, mm. this I thought she really gets it. Um, so quote. What we typically understand in Western liberal democracy is that the far right are racists, they're white supremacists, they're KKK, they're Nazis, they're anti-Semitic. That's the trope that we're used to. And part of the problem is that the new culturalist far right, they're not animated around race issues. They're animated around cultural issues. And are you with Trump or against him? Are you pro-vax or are you anti-vax? Do you wrap yourself up in the flag or do you bring your critical consciousness to it? Most of these people do not recognize themselves in the discourses that are traditionally associated with critiquing the far right and criticizing it because they don't see themselves as racist. That's not an animating political value for them. Okay, so that it, it's again about that explicit identifying mm. part. But, but also, like... I, I think um, I really reacted with the uh, talk about motivation. Yeah. Yes. And I don't think um, they're, even in the way they identify themselves aside, okay. but their they're unconscious motivations, maybe not their unconscious, but their conscious motivations are not centered around race for QAnon believers. That's, that's my impression. In the first instance. Mm-hmm. But even though they can take those steps down, like we were saying, that the steps from that to, from an initial racial agnosticism towards yeah. racism is really a short step. Yeah. Just ask saying... Evans. Yeah. Okay. You start off by, by posting stuff on your Instagram about how it's okay to look into the sun directly. <laughs> and you end up by posting the <laughs> image of the black sun 
and losing your job. <laughs> and then and then defending it by saying, oh, if you really look into the history of the Black Sun, it's not really like that. Okay. Um, yeah, I think um, he fell down a rabbit hole and went right. Yeah. Okay. So, I, so I yeah, it can, I, 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 I totally agree it can happen. Yeah. So, I, yeah, I completely agree with what she's saying. Mm-hmm. But I think that's in the first instance. I still think that there's that undercurrent. It's it, like it depends who they're talking to, what their motivation is. Okay. Does oh, you're like, talking about the way you identify yourself, that the people on the alt-right conceal their genuine racism when they're talking to the mainstream media or someone they want to pull over to their side. Yeah, so it's not identity politics as in how do people use their identity for power within institutions mm-hmm. as it's sort of used as a pejorative from the right towards the left. Oh, that's just identity politics. That's bullshit. Mm. But I think there is a, a shifting identity. and That's like the shifting personal Overton window that happens as people become radicalised through QAnon, mm. that they're not animated by race issues to begin with. Okay. They become cultural issues with Trump, pro-vax, anti-vax, nationalism. Mm-hmm. But the end point for it is racism. That's my, that's my feeling. Inevitably? That, or it's a possible end point? Well, I think if you're a, a black QAnon adherent, of obviously... Which I've never seen one. Really? Okay. I, yeah, to my knowledge, I can't think of, of a person of colour promoting QAnon. No. Okay, I... I my, my assumption As memory is that, serves. Yeah, yeah my, my assumption is that it is a, yeah, it's not a, a diverse movement, but it's not an exclusive. It's a diverse movement politically, surprisingly. Okay. Um, as in the... The big um, tent aspect. Yeah, yeah. The big means that your political affiliations or, or sympathies before you were exposed to Cuba belief mm. seem to have minimal impact on your susceptibility. Mm-hmm. Um, there's even a subset of QAnon that um, critics of QAnon called Pastel QAnon mm. or QAMOM, which is <laughs> um, traditionally left-leaning, maybe middle-class white women, um, maybe health influencers or mm. very active on Facebook who then get into Q via worrying about the children that they believe are being hurt by the cabal. Yeah, okay. and they're not. Then, admittedly, all not pro-Trump when they go in. Yeah. So, yeah, your key question is: it inevitable? Well, I'd probably have to say mm. no, but it's a strong attractor. It's a strong. The, the the political landscape. I'm going to return to the metaphor. I shouldn't, but that the landscape is definitely grading down towards. That's the bottom of the valley. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's why I um I really I hate saying resonate. But Talia Levin's quote mm. about the steps you take from something like misogyny to racism really resonates. Yeah. Because once you start <clears throat> saying things once you start believing something that's not widely believed and then spreading it, um spreading messages that are, that offend others and mm. you keep doing it, mm. um a lot of the um, restraint that stops people becoming racist is taken away. Mm. 
because they they no longer look at white supremacy material and think, oh, well, that doesn't make any sense. That's not supported by mainstream experts. Mm. And also they no longer think, I shouldn't believe this, it's hurtful to others. Mm. So yeah, it definitely aids the slide down the mountain into the valley of white supremacy. (laughs) Thank you for completing my metaphor, but yeah, I... which is located in the Austrian Alps. I <laughs> Beautiful. I think the issue that I take with this quote is not yeah. that it's wrong, but yeah. that it's focusing on the individual, saying that's not their individual motivations. Right. But it, to me, it is the motivation of the movement. So looking at that collective scale again, mm-hmm. it's what it's how this functions systematically. Or yeah. the, this, systemically, it's how it works. By maybe carving, may, maybe the objective is to carve people off and get them to that that bottom of the valley. And the people who mm-hmm. make it there are going to be maybe in effect culturally white. <laughs> culturally white, hetero, like they have to be. You have to be quite uniform down there, don't you? Like it has to be a uniform right. group. Like yeah. it can't, okay. it can't, it can't be diverse because you have yeah. to have uniformity of opinion, and identity is going to be some part sure. of that. Yeah, that's interesting because um, yeah, like I said, um, QAnon promoting propaganda documentaries and material often show figures of people in color and and white people holding hands and reading books together, mm. but the end result is an all-white crowd at January 6th. Yes. So yep. obviously it doesn't work that way practically. It's a filter, um, yeah. Yeah. Also, I think it's probably worth mentioning, um, even if you're not necessarily pro-Trump when you enter QAnon, you're devoted to him as a god emperor <laughs> yeah. by the time you leave. And his politics are all about the grievances of the white working class wanting exactly. to return to what he sees as an idealized time in the past. Um, calling out various minorities and persecuting them in speech or in legislation, and yeah. all that's pretty racist. Yeah. Um, yeah. So he can be explicit. That's the whole thing. Everyone else has to be implicit in society. They can be explicit with each other. He can be explicit in society mm. and get away with it. Mm. I could walk down New York, I could walk down Wall Street and shoot someone, I'd get away with it. That's the mentality. He can mm. get away with it. He can do it. We can't get away with it, so keep it quiet. Yeah. Elect someone to murder for you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, yeah, I guess the, the important distinction that I get from this this quote from the drum, from Van Batten, is that, um, like, we've talked about self-identifying as a racist, which no one does, even racists don't. Don't they? They say they're Western. No, they say, I'm a Western chauvinist. Wow. I'm just okay. worried about immigration. I'm an identitarian. Really? So even KKK, you, they, gone, they don't say, no, I'm I'm racist because Yeah, they have to better. keep changing that because no one wants to be a racist. It's a pejorative term. But if you in... go back if you go back a hundred years, yeah. people were saying, I'm not a bigot, I'm a racist. <laughs> and they and that was the label they used for having a socially acceptable view of white supremacy. It's just that they have to keep updating it because the old terms become taboo. I'm kind yeah. of stealing. There's a really good, um, if you're familiar with Natalie Wynn, there's a really good um, video of hers up on YouTube that I'll link to, which is all about this. Okay. That's, um, that's, but but that's my, awesome. point, my point yeah. is when we come back to the quote, 
that um, someone like the head of the, what is it, the Patriots Front or whatever in Australia, the True Brew United Group, Patriots Front, yeah. The United Patriots Front. They'll say, I'm not a racist, but deep down they know they are. But do they, they but, only say do, that do, out in public? So, so they to don't each other, say that. they would say that to each other. Yeah, I'm racist, of course, because why yeah, we're so, Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I mean, the last time I saw a guy saying that on the news, it was because he was depending, um, having mine camp on his bookshelf. Um, whereas when a QAnon believer says, I'm not racist, they say it to each other, because I've seen it happen in the chat. Mm. And also, I truly believe they think they aren't. Okay, right. So, so all the stuff I've pointed out that's racially charged in their beliefs, mm. they would deny is not racially charged. Okay, fair enough. Oh. That's it. <laughs> I'm End surprised. <laughs> Thanks, for, Thanks for tuning in, everybody, for a rare moment of total agreement on the Informed Paranoia podcast. And we'll see you next week for episode nine, where we discuss is QAnon, in fact, an online movement. <laughs> But it does bring us pretty much to the end. I think I'd, mm-hmm. all I'd like to say is that we, we could update the model maybe of what the political spectrum is and introduce mm-hmm. a two-dimensional model where it's not just about left and right, it's also about up and down. And it feels mm-hmm. like to me your point is that it's in essence authoritarian. That goes into the Q drops. And so that's like at the authoritarian pole of the second mm-hmm. dimension. So it's up the top. It's a broad tent, so it maybe spans left and right and maybe even, you know, some of the libertarian pole as well. Maybe it's like a heat yeah. map <laughs> across the yeah. the 2D plane, the political landscape, as we'll call it. But I, to me, that's the, is it just right? Well, it's obviously not just right because it's about, you know, workers' rights and stuff as well. If we're going to talk about the Victorian protests... If mm-hmm. that that alignment with QAnon, so it if feels it like there is one. if if there is one, and yeah, I think that that updated two D model of politics is mm. liberating because it gives you the authoritarian and liberal uh, yeah. dimension as a separate uh, orthogonal yeah beast. Yeah, no, I totally agree, and and not just to talk about um, extreme beliefs, but your own politics, yeah, and those of others. Like yeah. I'm, I'm pretty pretty interested in socialism mm. but i'm no more keen on gulags re-education and work camps than any other sane exactly. individual exactly um yeah so the, so the idea of a liberal democracy then is it's left-leaning it's democratic mm. but it's liberal well it's, it's sort of centrist but yeah. it's a, the liberal poll the liberal part that's important yeah small l liberal small l liberal yeah all right all right, Matt. Well, I think that brings us to the end of mm-hmm. Is Q Far Right? And I think we answered complex, maybe, don't know, to some extent. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in. <laughs> I think uh, in, in my in my def- in our defence, I do think it's authoritarian, totalitarian, and has a strongly racist subtext. Yeah. But I also think it's important to, to recognise that um, Q believers wouldn't identify themselves as racism as racist even to each other mm. in the way a true white supremacist obviously would absolutely all right well thank you matt that was enlightening as always we'll see you everyone next time for episode nine where what were we talking about matt tell us again is QAnon online hmm. 
or is it more about the real world? Okay, perfect. All right. Thanks, everyone. See you next time. Thanks, Matt. Bye.